3: This is
0: Pro Football Blitz with former Super Contest winners Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VSN, the Sports Betting Network.
4: Welcome back into the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you, our number three of the program. I am here live inside the v studios at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. James Salinas comes to us via Denver, Colorado, as we sweat this Sunday night football game, and it looks like they're just about to head to halftime here. The Kansas City Chiefs adding a field goal there just about before the buzzer. Two ticks still left on the clock as they creep back into this ball game. They were trailing the Buffalo Bills by 14 points, now down by 11 as we get ready to go to halftime. 24-13, to 13, James, and the live line for the entire game. We don't have a halftime lineup just yet. We'll get that to you as soon as we do, but the live line for the entire game is the Bills minus six and a half, your total up to 64 and a half, and it got as high, I believe, as 68 and a half not too long ago. Um, But I tell you what I have seen in the first half, and I think we've seen this for a few games, looks like a little squib kick there by Kansas City, maybe tried to pull a fast one, but uh, Buffalo comes up with the recovery, and they have gone to the halftime break. Uh, I've seen this out of Patrick Mahomes, you know, you go back to, I believe it was week two when they were playing the Ravens. He threw his first ever interception in the month of September, his first loss, I believe in the month of September. Uh, we saw him look a little sloppy in their loss to the Los Angeles chargers. And, you know, just there at the end of the half, when we were at the break and you see them driving down the field to try and get a score before halftime, he missed a few throws. He he's never been he's never looked this out of sorts as far as I can ever remember.
5: They look frustrated right now, and you're seeing it. They've had six penalties. There was a big pass interference, offensive pass interference on Travis Kelsey on that drive that would have set them up inside the twenty. Called it back. I didn't see the replay whether it was or not. Obviously, they threw the flag on it. So going backwards, I think that right now this is the Chiefs team that's just feeling frustrated defensively you knew they were going to give up points, but it's the offensive side feeling like, hey, we're going to be able to just continue to, to match scores and eventually we'll make a play here or there on the defensive side because you won't be able to stop us offensively. I think you're just seeing frustration coming out of Patrick Mahomes and this Kansas City offense. That's really the issue. We knew there was going to be some breakdowns in coverage, and Sorensen's just been getting completely lost out there. It's not like Josh Allen is slinging the football all around the field. He's had two big plays over the top, one big play to Emmanuel Sanders, that other one down to, tra- to, to Knox, where they were caught up in the secondary looking back into the backfield 30 or 40 yards down the field. Right now Josh Allen is just 7 out of 14 throwing the football, but 219 yards passing and two touchdowns. Those two big plays really has, has put the, the yardage total up on there, but haven't had a whole lot of plays it's really been the the chiefs kind of dominating time of possession and control right now you look at the plays 43 plays offensively for kansas city just 24 plays for the bills but being very efficient with their plays right now and as well as one turnover that went to the kansas city side where they fumbled that that kickoff after a score from buffalo so yeah, I feel like yeah, right there with you, Brady. I'm, I'm not sure what I'm going to do if I'm going to get involved with this second half right now considering the position that I have with the Chiefs. I just need the Chiefs to win this football game. They're down 11. The Bills are going to get the ball to start the second half, and that live line right now is Kansas City just plus six and a half considering they're down two scores, and they're not going to get the football back to start the, to start the second half. That seems like a pretty favorable line in favor of the Bills considering maybe it's just still... The championship medal of the Kansas City Chiefs, they are playing at home, and it is Patrick Mahomes. There's some respect being given by the bookmakers with that number.
4: Yeah, for the second half, the second half alone, the Kansas City Chiefs are a favorite. Four-and-a-half-point favorite are the Kansas City Chiefs. So what that tells you right now is basically you're looking at a, uh, let's see, that would be 18. So you're looking at basically a six-point win for the Buffalo Bills if Kansas City is able to cover that second-half number of 4.5. And And sure enough, that's what the live line is for the entire game, Bills by 6.5. So uh, if you think Kansas City is going to come back in the second half, and and I think when you're betting second halves, James, you have to look at what the original line was. And of course, the original line before this game kicked off, Kansas City was a a 2.5-point favorite. So you would expect that they would... Whether it's lose this game or win this game, you would expect it would be closer to what that original spread is. So if I was going to get involved in this second half, I would be betting Kansas City to make this a closer game and cover that four and a half.
5: I, I probably would too if I didn't have a position where I'm at. But right now, I don't trust this defense, and and we knew the defense was going ha- to had plenty of holes in it, but. The big plays that they're having made these aren't breakdown because of lack of talent. That's lack of focus, and especially I'll keep harping on it with Sorensen that big play over the top that was down. There. He's the, he's thirty yards down the field. He's supposed to be the top end of that defense, and he's looking into the backfield. What are you going to do? Josh Allen's going to run out of the pocket and and try to scramble. What are you going to do? Run up there thirty five plus yards to go make a play? You got to be more. You got to be more disciplined in that. And I think that's what's the breakdown here is the lack of discipline right now in that Chiefs secondary, coupled with the fact that you don't have Chris Jones, their best defensive lineman. He is not in this game, so there's no presence up there to be able to put any kind of consistent pass rush. He's by far their best pass rusher and really a run stopper. He's their best playmaker on that front four for Kansas City. Not being out there either, it's just the mishmash of players and outside of Honey Badger and the instincts that he brings to that defense. I don't think I can get involved in the second half because right now, the discipline or the lack of discipline and playmaker ability uh, and playmaking ability for this Kansas City Chiefs team on that defensive side, I just can't trust it.
4: The total, James, for the second half is 29.5. And, and basically, that's telling you that this is going to be a 67, 66 point game. And if you're looking to play the total in the second half, uh, the common knowledge there would be, again, go, let's look at what the original line was before kickoff, 57. Let's call it, it was fifty-six and a half, fifty-seven and a half. call it 57. So they're telling you this game is going to get to 67. You would probably want to trust that original line and play under in the second half, but do you have the guts to play under in this football game
5: in any form or fashion, James? No. I mean,
4: th- this is a no, shootout. Because,
5: no, and I, and I think that early on the first quarter especially with Kansas City, that first drive, and I think that kind of set the tone for them. They came out running the football quite a bit, and it was, we're going to take what the defense has given us. They're playing a lot, they're playing a lot of top-heavy coverage. They're not going to let us take the top off of them defensively, so we'll go underneath, and we're going to run the football, and they did run the football quite a bit. Uh, right, thinking about their rushes right now, now it's turned into Mahomes as their leading rusher, six carries for 52 yards. That's not what they want offensively. They don't want Mahomes being their lead rusher. Now, they tried to establish a run, not so much, established the run to have balance, but more so hey, if you're going to if you're gonna play two safeties high and you're going to play back defensively in your secondary, we'll run the football at you and they weren't able to, Tyreek Hill drop that third down pass that would have gave them first and goal inside the 10. That was a big play there where they had to settle for a field goal. You're not going to see any kind of rushing out of Kansas City. It's going to be, all right, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes and company, we've got to try, we got to get ourselves back into this game. We're down 11. We know we're not probably going to get a whole lot of stops out of our defense here. The <laughs> weather we're not running the football, so if I was going to play this here, I'm not going to get involved just based on my side again here, Brady, but it's sitting with the live line sitting at 65 and a half. I think we're going to continue to see that, that scrap the running game or whatever it's going to look like for Kansas City, running the football. That's gone after that first quarter. They're behind by 11 points now, and they're not going to have the ball to start this second half. If we see more points come out of the Bills, which I suspect we will, to, to start this game off, that's my, that might be where I get involved in this second half as far as getting involved taking the chiefs line because I think the bills are going to be able to come out in the second half and drive this football again and put some more points on the board
4: currently 24 to 13 at the half in favor of Buffalo they are a six and a half point favorite on the live line for the entire game 65 and a half for the entire game as far as your live total the second half number Chiefs minus four and a half your total at 29 and a half we'll keep you abreast of the situation here when they resume action. In the second half from Arrowhead Stadium. James, let's go back to the action on Sunday. And sharp bettors, including yourself, were headed towards the stink in Houston. The Houston Texans hosting the New England Patriots. And we saw this in favor of New England. As high as nine points. But the money came in on the Houston Texans today. Brought this line all the way down to seven and a half or seven. And the Texans went into halftime with a 15-9 to nine lead over New England. They were up by 10. In the third quarter, and all the Patriots could do on offense was produce field goals. We've seen this out of this team before. Even when the Jets handed them four interceptions, all they could do was come up with field goals. And in this game, New England came into it ranked 31st in the league in red zone offense. And finally, yet another field goal at the very end puts New England over the top. 25-22 your final. But
5: this Patriots team, they have a lot of problems as well, James. neither of these teams are very good. It's an ugly game from the Texans, from the coaching standpoint, decision making standpoint. They they had this was a big play in the Survivor. A lot of folks were on the Patriots in the Survivor. There were 443 folks that took the Patriots in Survivor. So I was not only I, I had the Texans plus the eight and a half. I think it was the number in the contest. But I was rooting for the Texans to win the game outright and they had every opportunity. But you come down to David Cully making decisions of when to use his utilize his field goal kickers. Now he had missed an, another kicker, Fairbear, and who knows if he's even on the I don't know who that guy is. He's gonna be on the team next week. Who knows? Missed two PATs to begin with. You could see he had no confidence, completely shook those. But here we go, David Cully. Now it's a fourth and maybe four. Nah, we're not gonna go for it. We're gonna kick a fifty six yard field goal that has no chance to make it a demon get to the crossbar. It was a short kick. The kid had no confidence kicking the football and now you gave a short field to the Patriots. When are we going to learn, Brady, that you got to... Analytics aside, just thinking about the psyche of your players and your kickers, are you playing to win or are you playing not to lose? Texas or the Houston Texans played not to lose in that second half. They got what they deserved.
4: The Oakland, or excuse me, the Las Vegas Raiders were the one loser as far as the most popular picks in Survivor. 54 people do not advance that were on the Raiders. The Patriots, it doesn't get any easier as they will take on the Dallas Cowboys in week six, and the Houston Texans will go on the road to visit the Indianapolis Colts. We roll on with more of the Pro Football Blitz on the other side. James Salinas and Brady Cannon with you right here at Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
3: Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
1: I'm katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
6: Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This podcast. we got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts.
4: This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on v the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back into the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you. And I guess we've got a weather delay out there in Arrowhead Stadium for Sunday Night Football, James, the Kansas City Chiefs. And the Buffalo Bills, I wasn't really aware of the weather delay because they went to halftime, <laughs> but they haven't come back out of the locker room just yet uh, as there is some weather moving into the area. So 24-13, to 13, still your score. Uh, the Jets will receive the second, or excuse me, the Jets, the Bills will receive the second half kickoff, and they are a four-and-a-half-point underdog as far as your halftime line, your halftime total At 29 and a half for the full game, the Bills are a six and a half point favorite currently hanging on to an 11 point lead and the full game live total is 65 and a half. James, let's get back into some of the recaps from some of the action we saw today and see if we can learn anything moving forward. And uh, I think we've learned the Las Vegas Raiders are not good in the role of the favorite. That's what they were today, taking on the Chicago Bears, and that's what they were against the Miami Dolphins a few weeks ago, and they were not able to cover that game either. They were back at home off of a short week, and the Chicago Bears were coming off of a win, but I I really thought the Raiders had a good shot today uh, because the Bears were without their running back, their best running back, David Montgomery, and also one of their best pass rushers up the middle there, in Akeem Hicks, and... We didn't really see this line move at all throughout the week. It was pretty much at five and a half throughout. We did see a little bit of a tick to six right before game time, but then the Raiders come out and they do Raiders things. All kinds of penalties, and it really cost them a touchdown at least by the Chicago Bears on one of their on one of their very first offensive possessions. They go into halftime trailing the Bears fourteen to three. Justin Fields was knocked out of this game with injury. Andy Dalton came in in replacement. Fields came back into the game. Derek Carr went back and forth, getting banged around a little bit. This game was very, very physical. And then the penalties started to show up again, and, and for the Chicago Bears as well. Again, a pretty sloppy game, but the Raiders did not look great. They end up losing this one in the end, 20-9 to Your final. The Raiders have now lost two straight. The Bears have won two in a row. And they're making a little bit of push in the NFC North against those Green Bay Packers.
5: I think the, we saw what the Raiders, you are what your record says you are, the three and two. Well, we saw them come back to earth last week, Monday night football against the Chargers and fell behind early. And yeah, they were able to to rally in the second half, but ultimately Chargers were able to, to finish them off and win by two touchdowns. And, yeah, what did that look like begin, to to begin the season? It was a great game opening Monday Night Football week 1 with the overtime win, the way they competed against the Baltimore Ravens and now playing a Steelers team that it really a beat up banged up Big Ben Roethlisberger and able to squeak by the the Miami Dolphins in a late game uh, late contest of uh, in week 3 Brady but this is a Raiders team that, yeah, on the field, there's some issues when it comes to their offensive line. A lot of new pieces up there. Pretty young offensive line. I think we're seeing that play out and the fact that they're not able to to pass protect to the extent that they want to because they're not able to really run the football. There's not a lot of threat of the run when it comes to this Las Vegas Raiders football team and now is there some decision, all the distraction? Was there a distraction what came out on Friday with John Gruden and his emails and those types of things? How did that affect that locker room? How did, how did that affect that psyche? It's not going to be good for a team anytime you have distractions. You've got to be completely 100% focused on the task at hand that is the Chicago Bears, and in this case here, for the Bears, I mean, hats off to the Bears. You've got a young quarterback back there with Justin Fields, but – no David Montgomery, and that's why I stayed off the game. I didn't want to go in there because no Montgomery. He was a key factor in the the Chicago Bears being able to run the football, take pressure off of Justin Fields to have to make all the plays like they did the week prior when they played it at Cleveland and just let him get thrown around and get sacked often early and often all day long in that game. The running game was going to be the issue that's what happened today chicago was able to run the ball and they committed to running the fall between khalil herbert and damian williams who used to play for the chiefs here 34 carries 139 yards they absolutely committed to run the football justin fields only had 20 attempts and so with that's bill laser i wonder if there's just thinking about the play calling here regardless who's running the football they know they have to take pressure off the rookie quarterback in field and It didn't matter to them who was going to be back there. They split the carries between Herbert and Williams, and that's where the game was won because they were able to have some balance, take pressure off of Justin Fields to not have to go win the game. Just don't go out there and make bad plays and lose the football game for the, for the Bears. Great job, great game plan going in, great focus. the Chicago Bears going in to Las Vegas and taking that game down, basically hands down from start to finish.
4: Yeah, you know, that distraction uh, element creeped into my mind. I didn't play the game either. You know, I thought the number at five and a half in favor of the Raiders was exactly right. I couldn't find an edge either way. Uh, you know, you talk about bad offensive lines don't travel well. We know the Bears don't have a good offensive line. You mentioned the injuries there, Montgomery and Hicks. And I, I really didn't want either any part of this game because uh, I, I didn't, couldn't find anything that made a lot of sense to me, and I'm glad I stayed away, but that, like you say, that distraction element creeped into my mind as well. I wonder if that was a part of why the Raiders look so sloppy today. I think that was the worst effort we've seen this season so far out of the Raiders, even in that loss to the Chargers. They were pretty darn competitive and looked pretty good on defense. Couldn't get the running game going. You talked about it. They really need to get this offensive line healthy to establish a running game Do the Las Vegas Raiders if they're going to be competitive going forward. They will be up in your neck of the woods in week six for a divisional matchup with the Denver Broncos. James, the bears will host the green Bay Packers at soldier field. And pretty interesting. Now they're in the NFC North, the Packers at four and one and the Chicago bears at three and two. That'll be a big game next week between those two teams. Let's take a look at the Dallas Cowboys. They came into week five at three and one and four and zero oh against the spread. Meanwhile, Daniel Jones brought his New York giants and his against the spread record as a road underdog into Dallas. Dallas opened up as 7.5-point favorites, and the Giants saw the money here, James. A lot of sharp money, too. It did tick back up to 7.5 right before kickoff, but eventually closed in favor of the Cowboys by 7. The Giants got a late touchdown in the first half to tie it at 10, but then Dallas came right back to trump that uh, t- tying touchdown by the Giants to take a 17 to 10 lead into the halftime break and really outside of uh, you know coming into the second half it was really all Dallas the rest of the way maybe the Giants had a chance or two here or there Daniel Jones ends up leaving the game he was concussed uh but this Dallas team once again looks impressive 44 to 20 your final
5: they're now 4 and 1 and 5 and 0 against the spread this season thinking about Dallas they're going to score you know they're going to be able to put points on the board they're going to they're going to have great balance and that's what we've seen out of the last 3 games now that opening night game in Tampa Bay absolute shootout Jack Prescott having to sling the ball over 50 times and great game great throw great passing game from the Dallas Cowboys we know they have the they have the wideouts to make the make the plays and Dak Prescott completely healthy from last year's ankle injury this team this team is having they're they're able to be able to make those big plays down the field because now they've committed and recommitted to running the football that's kind of what the identity was of this Cowboys team in years past we thought about feed me feed me with Zeke Elliott Let's keep grinding and pounding with a great offensive line. Not quite the same offensive line that we've seen in years past for the Cowboys, but getting back to that identity again. The three games prior coming into this game against the Giants, they had rushed for over 600 yards. Collectively in those three games, same attempts today. They had over, they had 201 yards rushing today between Elliott and Pollard. They had 35 carries at 185 yards. They are committed to running the football. Dak Prescott, another 300 yards, three touchdowns. This offense is clicking on both, whether it's run and or pass. And then you looked at the other side with the Giants. They're not going to be able to keep up weren't going to be able to keep up throwing the football, whether Jones went out or not. And he did. Who knows if Jones is going to play next week. I mean, the way he staggered off the field, if you saw him get crunched at that goal line when he was trying to stretch out, he got he got hammered. and He staggered, almost fell as he was trying to walk to the sideline. Also, Saquon Barkley rolled his ankle high. This is a high ankle sprain, significant sprain. He's going to miss some time. I don't think you're going to see either of those two players anytime soon back on the field for the Giants. and. Yeah, Dallas just keeps rolling along regardless of who they're playing. They have committed themselves to getting back to their their previous identity of running the football and they've done it incredibly well the last 4 weeks.
4: I tell you what, James, the physicality here in week 5 in the National Football League uh, appeared to be the worst or, you know, at the highest level that we've seen so far this season. Quarterbacks were really getting banged up. Daniel Jones, Justin Fields, Derek Carr, and they're seemingly these coaches are kind of putting these uh, quarterbacks, Joe Burrow, you know, he, he had, a, he got knocked around a couple times in their game with the green Bay Packers. It seems like these coaches are putting their quarterbacks in precarious situations, asking them to run the ball, you know, into the scrum and that type of thing. And, It'll be interesting. Going into the handicap for week six, you're really going to have to pay attention to the injury report because a lot of guys apparently were banged up in action in week five. The Dallas Cowboys, they will visit the New England Patriots in week six. The Giants will host the Los Angeles Rams, who will be on extra rest having played on Thursday. The Rams were made a three-and-a-half-point road favorite uh, back in June for this game, and uh, that'll be an interesting line where we see that comes out. Of uh, the course, the opening line show is up next. Matt Eumanns and Jonathan Von Tobel will release all those opening lines for Week 6 in the NFL. I am interested to see that one. The Rams in New York on Thursday. The Rams coming off of extra rest, having gotten a victory on Thursday night. We'll be right back in just a moment on the Pro Football Blitz.
0: This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on VCN, the Sports Betting Network.
4: VSIN is now available 24 7 on the YouTube TV Sports Plus package. Sign up today at tv.youtube.com to start your free trial. And remember, you can also watch us 24 7 on Fubo TV, Sling, and Xfinity X1. Visit vsin.com to find out all the ways to watch and listen to VSIN. Welcome back into the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you. The Sunday night football game still in a weather delay, and we wonder if they will resume action. I assume they're going to have to come. I mean, you don't have to complete this game, but uh, they're certainly going to do their darndest here, James. But we did see a warning there on a TV to, or on the monitor there to seek shelter, obviously lightning in the area. So not looking good right now, as far as this game returning to action, but obviously they're going to try and complete it here, and I haven't seen any weather reports where the cell is moving, you know, the Doppler, all that good stuff, but right now we are certainly on hold. Buffalo Bills in favor of the Kansas City Chiefs at the half, 24-13 to 13. as far as the live line. They are six-and-a-half point favorites for the entire game, 65-and-a-half for the live total, and they're showing a, a bit of that Doppler stuff on TV right now, and Not really making much sense of it. It looks fine down on the field there, but uh, obviously there is a cell there in the area. And on that picture there, you can see a shot of lightning. So hopefully that one gets back underway pretty quickly here. But uh, while we have a minute, James, I want to talk about we've got just a couple more games to cover uh, that went down on Sunday. And I first want to talk about the Cleveland Browns and the Los Angeles Chargers. We dove into this game pretty heavy when we were going over our best bets because you and I both had a lot of action on this game, but moving forward, I want to first look at the schedule here and and it's brutal for both of these teams. Great games coming up in week six, the Los Angeles chargers go on the road to Baltimore, Baltimore, of course, playing on Monday night and the Cleveland Browns will return home after two straight games on the road. They will return home to face the Arizona Cardinals who, by the way, of course are undefeated. So very interesting contests, for both of these teams next week. but I, I want to know what your assessment is. We talk about week to week trying to figure out these teams more and more and get a better picture of who they are. I, I think we know what the Los Angeles Chargers are trying to do offensively and I think we know what the Cleveland Browns are trying to do offensively. but but in your assessment, you know do you downgrade either team today after that performance in Southern California? Do you upgrade either team? Uh, nothing really changes for me. I thought both of these teams looked like heavyweight fighters that uh, have a very good chance to be there in the end.
5: Brady, being a sports better, being a gambler, it's uh, probably probably just part of my nature. Being a gambler and taking chances and not afraid of being being risk averse. I mean, I I upgrade both of these teams based on their coaches and not being afraid to take a shot, to take a gamble. We're here and we're playing to win. We're not being conservative. We're not punting on fourth and four at, at midfield, like we're taking a shot, forget our field goal, kick Kick them out of there. We're playing four down football and we're here to win. And I think we saw that from both sides. I mean, it was a great game, entertaining game. I'm happy about it because I was on the right side of it, winning it, winning the different bets that I had with that. But I think for both coaches, they understand that. This is a new day and age here. They know that the rules are in favor of the offense. I mean, there were a couple hits, uh, well, not just in this game. We saw it throughout the Sunday. A lot of flags today. We saw, we talked about all the missed PATs I wonder how many missed calls there were that they made up for by just throwing penalty flags out there, did the officiating crews across the league today. But thinking about the Browns going forward, very physical game, and that's the nature of of how they play, but they suffered a number of injuries. Now, we knew they were down to their third string left tackle going into this game. Then they also lost Jack Conklin early in that game on the right side. And I think that's a big issue for both of their tackles because I don't know if either of these guys are going to be coming Conklin suffered a knee injury. Jedrick Wills already had a bad wheel with his ankle. Now you're going to come back in here and you want to run the football the way that you do, but they also suffered a number of injuries. Did the... Did the Cleveland Browns on the defensive side and in particular in that secondary? I know Greedy Williams went down with an injury in the first half. He did not return, as did Denzel Ward went down with a neck injury. Greg Newsome, their top draft pick, he didn't play in this game with with, with his injury going forward. And then Karamoa, the young fat the the quick linebacker, he had to go to the hospital as a precaution because as a precaution because of a throat injury that he suffered in that game. So they're really nicked up and banged up on the defensive side side for the cleveland browns and in particular that back seven in that secondary and now you're going to go face undefeated arizona kyler murray now did san francisco kind of set the model as to how to be able to contain kyler murray they did a great job defensively it was the offensive side with rookie trey lance not really being able to make any kind of plays and any kind of throws to keep them in that game offensively but it's a tough tough chance now for the browns yeah they get to go back at home but you're nicked up in the secondary where you need to be fully healthy to take on that Arizona Cardinal team.
4: Yeah, you mentioned the Arizona Cardinals who will be in Cleveland next week. Of course, sporting a perfect 5-0 and record, taking on the Browns. It'll be interesting to see what the line is in that game. And again, I mentioned stick around for the opening line show with Matt Eumanns and Jonathan Von Tobel. Um, But, yeah, that was a big game for San Francisco today, a division game. and, And you felt like they had a really good shot. You and I talked about it on Saturday. I thought you could possibly see a letdown out of the Arizona Cardinals off of that huge win they had over the Los Angeles Rams. And, you know, I wrote about this a couple of weeks ago in Point Spread Weekly before that Rams game. Now, the Rams game was extremely impressive out of Arizona. But, you know, you look back, I mean, they basically lost the game to Minnesota. They were extremely pedestrian and trailed by nine points at one point to the Jacksonville Jaguars. So I didn't really find the, the Arizona Cardinals were incredibly impressive until that victory over Los Angeles. And then you look at today, and you said it, James, the Niners put up a heck of a defensive effort. And this game could have really changed if Trey Lance would have been able to score that touchdown on fourth and goal from about the half-yard line. He was stopped by that Arizona defense, and as well as this Niner defense played all day long, holding Arizona to just 17 points, the offense failed to convert on fourth downs, James, four times, turned it over on downs four times to the Arizona offense. So it's like we talk about with the New York Jets. You just can't put that much pressure on your defense. The offense really wasn't able to do anything for San Francisco
5: and help out a great defensive effort by the other side of the ball. Absolutely, from the San Francisco defensive side. And Trey Lance, you know, a lot of talent, great athlete. and We saw him running the football. He was their leading rusher, 16 carries, 89 yards. Was not able to get in on that fourth down, like you mentioned, at the goal line. Really took a lick, too. But big kid, tough kid, but still at this throwing fastballs. There's no changeup. There's no deuce that he's throwing. Everything is a high heater. And we saw that in the first drive, I think, way overshot on the run, way overshot his attendant receiver. And I think it was Baker that was able to – find a gift right in his right in his bread basket to get the turnover. And it kind of just hurts the the confidence of a young Trey Lance, but now they've got a bye week coming up. And I think for, for San Francisco, if this is what they're going to do going forward, now you've got some time more than just a week to prepare, not just prepare for your opponent, but get prepared this entire team for what it's going to look like to have Trey young Trey Lance at the quarterback position. You moved up significantly in the draft to draft Trey Lance at the number three spot last year, you're going to see the field, and yeah, is, is this team ready to move forward and go compete for a Super Bowl with Trey Lance right now? No, but now you've got time. You've got two weeks to be able to bring the young rookie along and the rest of this team along to prepare for this is what the game plan looks like on both sides of the football with Trey Lance, because you don't want to have Trey Lance having to continue to run the football 16 times in a game. We saw the shot, t- saw the shot that he took at the goal line where he didn't get in on that fourth down attempt to score the touchdown, but... Yeah, you're not going to live long in this league when you're taking those kind of shots and you're running that the, the football that many times like the way Trey and Lance did 16 attempts today.
4: James, you and I were talking over the break about bye weeks, and of course you have some teams that have bye weeks very late into the season this year with the extended schedule to 17 games. The 49ers actually go into their bye week next week. And this might be a perfect time for San Francisco actually to have their bye week. Maybe George Kittle returns. I think he's actually on IR. He probably has to sit for three weeks. That's that new rule they have. But again, they have a lot of players that are banged up. Elijah Mitchell looked pretty good today. He's obviously going to get a little bit healthier. But most of all... They get Trey Lance a little bit of game experience as a starter in this league, and that is invaluable. Now you have a bye week, and Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo, was about to start this game. Kyle Shanahan thought that he might be just fine. So you would think when they come back in Week 7, Garoppolo should resume as the starting quarterback for San Francisco. But again, this is valuable experience for Trey Lance getting the start today. So maybe the bye comes at a good spot. For the San Francisco 49ers. Even though I typically don't like a buy early in the season,
5: it might be ideal for San Francisco. For sure. When you're talking about a transition of quarterback and especially the way that Trey Lance plays compared to the way Jimmy Garoppolo plays complete pocket passer as opposed to Trey Lance where, yeah, they're going to run a lot of different, a lot of different sets and a lot of different looks with Trey Lance coming out, not only throwing the football, but running the football in particular, you just can't have a run 16 plus times a game. You want to try to limit that. But now, yeah, I think the bye week when you're transitioning from one quarterback to the other. I don't know. Even if Garoppolo comes back healthy, do we see a change? Were there things that they can work on now through the bye week to prepare Trey Lance better off when he comes back after the bye, especially considering they get to play an Indianapolis team that is not playing very well right now when they get out of their bye week?
4: One more segment to go. No Sunday night football underway just yet. Still a weather delay there at Arrowhead Stadium. We'll be right back in just a moment.
2: This is the Pro Football Blitz with Brady Cannon and James Salinas on v the
0: sports betting network.
4: The NHL hockey season is almost here, and our hockey betting experts are ready for all the action. The Beeson Hockey Betting Guide is now available with strategies and best bets for the season ahead. Get in-depth analysis from our hockey experts, including Andy McNeil, with predictions for teams and players, win totals, daily betting tips, as well as season-long trends to watch. The guide is a must-have with key insights and data for both avid hockey bettors and those that are new to the sport. Give yourself an edge this season and get your digital copy now. It's only nine ninety nine 99 at vcin.com slash subscribe. Brady Cannon and James Salinas with you inside the Pro Football Blitz. Next up, it's Matt Unimans and Jonathan Von Tobel as they basically kick off week six for you with the opening line show. Your handicapping for the next week cannot start early enough, and hopefully James and I have prepared you With a few recaps here and some forecasting on what we can expect to happen in week six. And James, the Sunday night football game, nothing to expect or forecast with the second half still on delay. And you and I looking there at the monitor uh, showing some of the weather in the area. All kinds of lightning still around and the rain really coming down in sheets. And, you know, it made me think you brought it up over uh, over the break, you know, possible refunds. And, you know, obviously we have contest implications, too. So, you you know, like we always say, read your house rules. And I I imagine this is something like if this game is not completed by Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever it is, then it probably is a refund. I believe in some contests it would go up as a loss. In other contests it might go up as a push. But, you know, I'm a little bit unclear on all of that and how they're going to handle this if they do not complete this tonight.
5: Yeah, as far as the contests go, each one is different. So definitely got to get into the rules and what does that look like past a certain timeline on Monday night into Tuesday morning, I suspect we'll we'll play. Usually a lot of these times the, these thunderstorms kind of roll in and roll out, although this is a heavy-duty thunderstorm rolling in with the lightning storms really is what it is, and it's pouring rain. I guess, if anything, if we're looking at this game, will they complete this? I'm sure they're going to try to do everything they can to complete it. They've got lights on out there. They're big boys. There's no curfew for them, so they can stay up late. I don't know if I want to stay up late, although the position I have, I'm going to have to end up staying late watching <laughs> this game if they get back out there, whenever they get back out there. But but I think, if anything, this doesn't do this doesn't do the Buffalo Bills any favors, considering how well they played on both sides of the football through the first half. Now you're sitting for this long. Whatever mojo, whatever momentum they had, that's gone now. Now, adjustments are one thing. I don't know if Kansas City can do much adjustment when it comes to Sorensen, if he can learn some discipline on the defensive back end here over the course of however long this break is going to last. But definitely doesn't help the Buffalo Bills considering you want to get in and we know these half times normally roll pretty fast it seems like as soon as they're, as soon as we go you can't run to the fridge you come back and now the second half has started a lot of sitting around and waiting for a Buffalo Bills team that had all the momentum going in at halftime i don't know if that impacts the second half and what that looks like for this number number still sitting where it is but But ultimately, Brady, doesn't help the Buffalo Bills. You want to get right back out there as well as you played, and now having to sit this long, if there's any advantage, it's definitely to the Kansas City Chiefs.
4: Well, I I agree with you, and of course the Chiefs are sitting there, and they're starting to get a little stiff and whatnot. Obviously, these players are trying to stay loose, but uh, I think most of all, to your point, not only does it take away some of the momentum, but also the Bills are set to receive the second-half kickoff. So, if you're getting there or if you're sitting there rather and you're, you know, the, the the blood, you know, the heart's not pumping like it was. The, the adrenaline's not flowing like it was. And you kind of sit there and become a little stale for a minute. And then you get that second-half kickoff. Maybe you're not able to take advantage of it because you are going to come out a little bit rusty in the second half. Maybe you turn a three and out there, and all of a sudden, that getting the ball out of the second half with that second-half kickoff is just wasted, and the ball's right back in the in the
5: hands of Patrick Mahomes. Football is just such an emotional game, and momentum means something. I know it's, it's... It's not quantitative, but you think about momentum, and you see those things. You see, you see when teams have momentum, it just really snowballs and it steamrolls. And they had did the Buffalo Bills all the momentum. I know Kansas City kicked a field goal there at the end of the half, but ultimately the momentum was you held them to a field goal as they were driving, and they kept moving backwards, and you had a great defensive stop there to hold them to that long 50-plus yard field goal, and. Yeah, momentum is a tricky thing and and I think when you have it, you want to get back out there on the field as close as you as soon as you can. And I'm looking at this rain now. You're starting to see a lot of uh, a lot of rain pile up and thinking about what that looks like. I know these fields are in great condition and they drain very well, but this is a significant storm going in. The field was fast and Buffalo was taking advantage of that. Both teams were really both teams are incredibly fast, especially offensively. What does that do to the field conditions as well? Talking about natural surface there, it is a grass field. I know they drain very well, Brady, but how much can they actually absorb? Because right now, it is absolutely pouring in kansas city
4: well james you talk about buffalo maybe losing that momentum because of the delay but uh, kansas city may lose home field advantage because there might not be any fans returning to action (laughs) with this weather we are seeing boy it is really pouring there at arrowhead stadium but hopefully they do complete this game currently 24 to 13 in favor of the buffalo Bills, still showing a live line of six and a half for the entire game on buffalo and a total of 65 and a half. While we have a couple minutes here James, let's take another look at the Monday Nighter. It'll go down in Baltimore between the Ravens and the Indianapolis Colts, and this line has been pretty steady all week long. We've seen it in favor of the Baltimore Ravens at 7 with a total of 46 and a half. And of course, earlier we had John Michael Vincent on from a local sports radio station there in Indianapolis, and I asked him and and I'll ask you the same thing. We saw the Indianapolis Colts put together that effort, you know, that rally the troops, win one for the Gipper with everybody injured, and they did it and they put it together in the form of a victory over the Miami Dolphins. Now we know the Dolphins, uh, not exactly the Baltimore Ravens as far as a competitive opponent, but the fact remains is the Colts were a desperate 0-3 team and they found a way to win that game. Can they possibly do that again? Because basically the same injuries still exist. Darius Leonard's banged up on defense, the offensive line, Carson Wentz. We know the whole story there. Can they put together an effort like that, an inspired effort like that, when the chips are down
5: for a second straight week in a row? I think as far as the competitive effort, that will come. That's just... They need to have it. This is they're they're falling further behind Tennessee. Another win. It's a weak division, the weakest division in all of football. We're talking about the AFC South and where they currently stand. But this is not the opponent you want to face, in particular when you're talking about the offensive line for the Indianapolis Colts. Now, this has been the strength of this football team for the last handful of years. With the, the you could always count on that offensive line giving great pass protection and being great at the run game, but. Now with Quentin Nelson, he is banged up. He's not going to be out. He's really their feisty. He's he's the left guard. He is the feisty player. He is the leader of that offensive line. He is out again. Braden Smith is out again this week as well. Eric Fisher at the left tackle position. He's coming off his Achilles surgery. I think he's playing sooner than expected just because they are so beat up on that offensive line. And now you're going to go on the road to Baltimore where you know that crowd gets into it. And the fronts that you're going to see out of Baltimore, they are gonna—they don't just sit back. Hey, we play—we're we're playing too high. We're playing—we're we're playing three deep. We're playing quarters. They don't give you what the looks are going to be. They bring everybody up front. They'll show zero coverage and then drop back into so many different coverages defensively that you have to have great communication up front. Well, you've got a mix, uh, really, a mass unit on the offensive line for the Indianapolis Colts and then Carson Wentz who really hasn't been there very long he didn't do anything in the preseason he wasn't available now you're coming in and he's already had two bad sprained ankles it looks like he's getting healthier from that standpoint but he is he's a target sitting in that he's a target sitting in that pocket and I just think it's going to be a tall order for Indianapolis to go in there communication aside and be able to block and recognize what these de- what these different defensive reads are going to be for this indianapolis colts offense i think it's going to be a struggle all night long for indy to be able to score it's sitting it was at seven now it's sitting at six and a half and a lot of books out here in colorado brady i don't know if i want to get involved with the total i don't want anything to do with the Colts side on this i think they'll give great effort but there's the 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 want to but then there's the can do and right now the can do says that that offensive line is not going to get it done if anything i'd be looking towards the total playing this total under at 46 and a half and maybe even more so, looking at the team total, it's juiced all over the place. Where you want to find the team total, you can get the team total under for the Colts, uh, roughly at 20 and a half, but you have to pay some juice at a dollar 30, or sitting at a kind of a dead number at 19 and a half at minus 110. I think I might pay that juice and play the Colts team total under 20 and a half because I just don't know how they're going to be able to sustain any kind of offense with their offensive line right now one
4: obvious play looks like teasing down the Ravens to just a half point or one point. But sometimes when something looks so obvious, that's uh, when it comes back to bite you. But uh, that's probably the direction I would go. I just don't see... How the Colts can win this game after that uh, really valiant and impressive effort that they put together last week, uh, but can they do that for two weeks in a row? And certainly an upgrade in competition here with the Baltimore Ravens. James, thank you very much. I hope they resume this Sunday night game, and you get to we get to complete our bets. Chiefs win by three. I cash my teaser. You cash your money line. I'll text you next. I'll talk to you next week, my friend. Good being with you once again. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday night. And for all you out there listening and watching here on v it's the opening line show up next. Stick with us on v the Sports Betting Network.
0: At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.
4: Zumo Play.